The Free for All Roundtable. Round one. Uh, on the roundtable this morning, News Talk 1010's Robert Turner. Amanda Galbraith is here, principal at Navigator and host of Free for All Fridays. And Shelly Carroll, Toronto City Councillor, is here. Shelly, you brought um, cookies today in honor of the fact that you missed last week's appointment. <laughs> I did. I did. I had to atone. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice to have a city councillor cook for you. I absolutely adore it. Okay, so uh, Bonnie Crombie. Uh, I thought it was a fairly meaty conversation, actually, just after the news at 7. We were talking with Bonnie Crombie about the fact that the Premier is going to break up Peel Region. Let me start with the city councillor here. Uh, I don't know if Toronto necessarily has a pony in this race, but and this is a fairly dramatic development. It is. It is. And and it uh, uh, it will have reverberations, so other municipalities will have to, to, you know, address that. We have the Association of Municipalities, and suddenly they'll be there as very separate entities. Um, they, they're there as sort of uh, separate personalities now. Um, this is a de-amalgamation where having having you know strong personalities in in the office of mayor in both those municipalities has been the case for a long time. So uh, we, we're not going to see a new uh, celebrity emerge. Patrick's already there, but there are a lot of administrative things that that are the devils in the details, and and we may find that a couple. Of years down the road, both municipalities will be saying, be careful what you wish for. Here is Bonnie Crombie from our conversation. And, uh, you know, I keep thinking of the uh, commercial where the kid says, I can take them up and down. I'm a big boy now. I mean, that's kind of what this is for Mississauga. Absolutely. It is the Declaration of Independence, and it's finally allowing both municipalities, Brampton and Mississauga, to stand on our own two feet and make our own decisions without interference. Because, John, we make decisions at our own council tables, then we have to go up to the region of Peel and have those other municipalities vote on our priorities. Okay, so Amanda Galbraith, you know, for a lot of people, Mississauga used to be what they called a bedroom community, but now it gets to be its own city. Yeah, and she's all grown up. She's got her, you know, first, first briefcase and going off to work or whatever the heck that looks like now. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a great day to be Bonnie Crombie, right? Uh, she's achieved, I think, an objective that Hazel McCallion, frankly, was not able to sort of uh, put over the finish line during her time as mayor. So... I'm just excited about that. It'll be very popular locally. Also, this is further a confirmation that she's somewhat like she'll be seen. She's seen as somewhat formidable as a potential opponent to the premier, right? Like he's not handing these things out um, for fun, not to mention the fact that as a side benefit, he sort of gets to stick it in the craw of Patrick Brown, which I'm sure the premier doesn't mind. So um, I think politically it's fascinating. I think Bonnie is a huge win for Bonnie Crombie. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think Mississauga is almost a million people like that. I think to be fair, they're allowed to make their own decisions and should not have to appeal to a, a higher order of government. I just can't wait till we see what uh, revenue tools they're given in the legislation <laughs> that then they will never be allowed to use. Like, okay, you can put tolls on, you can charge a tax for alcohol, but you have to wear your short pants and come see us before you do it. Um, and that's where the whole devil in the details thing that everybody keeps saying is really where this comes down to. Uh, so I, I don't know that anybody can predict how this is going to go, because by the time you get there, are any of the political players going to be the same? You know, will Doug Ford still and when I say get there, get to the point where the funding, you know, you're really 10, 15, 20 years into it. And now you're hitting. Well, wait a second. What we thought was going to work isn't going to work. Have they decided how that what they're going to do with Peel police? 
Like, is is there going to be is there going to be like a draft lottery? Like water exactly. Is there going to be like treatment. an expansion draft in a sports league where Caledon and Brampton and Peel get to pick the officers they want and make new teams? <laughs> how is that going to work? And how how does setting up separate police departments, if that's what they're going to do, save money? That doesn't seem like an efficiency. That seems the other way. So again, we're going to have to see how all of this plays out. But it is one of those things that's going to have big impact. But I I, I kind of love the personal drum more in that how much is Doug Ford doing this to kind of stick it to Patrick Brown? I don't know. Uh, and Or to keep Bonnie Crombie in Mississauga. Well, but, right. but doesn't this make her stronger to run against him? I don't know. I don't know. Is she Obi-Wan Kenobi? She might be. Okay. Uh, Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown is going to be on our show at 820, so it'll be very interesting. I'm sure he was listening to the conversation we had with Bonnie So Crombie. what's going to happen with Kaladin? Does like Brampton get it every second weekend and they take it out for pizza That's on Wednesdays. The thing. I think like, if this divorce custody. goes through, who gets Kaladin? <laughs> the people of Kaladin are not enjoying the show this morning, <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, governor's general, so it's not just one, and it's not just the, uh, the woman who made such a fuss previously. Uh, governor's general have cost us since 2017 $88,000 in clothing. Uh, Amanda Galbraith, is that galling or is that just, you know, hey, you're going to be the governor general? you got to put on a suit i mean it's not the best look because the salary is like 350 some odd k or something so it's like a substantial amount of money listen i think we are a bit penny pinching here in canada when it comes to our you know official office hold whether it be the prime minister's office i mean 24 sussex is a great example of everyone's too afraid politically to do anything about it so we just let it rot which is just kind of offensive to the point now we have to tear it down. So I do think like these institutions, if you take on the role of governor general and all of a sudden you have to buy like a $3,000 or mine, like robe gilded with like whatever snowflakes and whatever else the government is now saying our official symbols are. Um, I think there certainly should be a budget for those sorts of things. Do I think that um, we should be buying t-shirts for the governor general? No. Um, so, you know, I'd like to take a, like a probably a closer look at what these expenses are like, but you know, gen like generally, like for example, when I worked in the mayor's office, I think I maybe expensed a cab once that was it. Cause in my mind, like expensing stuff was not worth it politically for the fallback in the, in the, in the long run. And I think, you know, anyone in these offices should probably be very careful about what they do with that because people will look at the accounts, say, you know what, you make this much money. It's not worth it. So um, I'm, I think that, Anyway, I'm, I'm a bit mixed on this one, is what I would say. Okay, I imagine a lot of people would be on a similar page. But, you know, I'm thinking of the former lieutenant governor of Ontario, uh, Shelley Carroll, who, you know, had a few suits because he was in television, but probably had to buy a whole bunch of them when he was appointed. It, it is the, the most front-facing position. That's your whole job is to appear at these things. But, you know, I, I whipped out my cal calculator right away and said, how much is that per year? You know, if it's if it's it's fifteen grand a year and closes that just things that we're we're wearing to uh, um, uh, ceremonial things, or is it all clothing? I got to tell you this. I'm a pretty public figure too. Our deputy mayor is out every day making a public appearance. We are not allowed to expense clothes or the dry cleaning of. Um, that was long ago. Not determined. even the dry cleaning. Not even the dry cleaning of. Um, it, your clothes are your own business. We're compensated. And uh, the next thing I did after uh, calculating how, the, how much that is per year is look at how much he earns per year. And I thought, wait a second, how come I have to pay for everything? But I think there's, I think, you know, people should uh, uh, be sensible about these things and sense kind of leaves when you're not paying for it 
and so there there ought to be a capped allowance to say we understand public appearance. You have to buy some special outfits, and they do need to be from Canadian designers if you're the governor general. So here's a budget. It doesn't appear there was a budget. It was just submit expense, submit expense, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So, yep. Robert Turner, I'm hoping it's all hats. Well, I mean, if we're paying for her pajamas, I have a problem with it. If we're paying for, and this is multiple governors general, right? Yes. Uh, and I would imagine the number went down probably when we Dave had. Agar would be very yes, happy. Yes, I know. Did that. Uh, and I imagine just because of the way things work, I mean, you know, guys can get away with wearing the same suit often, and women have to change up their looks or that people notice. And we've seen that. We've seen TV anchors play that game where, you know, the guy wears the same thing for a week and nobody notices the woman does it two days in a row everybody loses their mind <laughs> plus you know they're not just getting invited to business lunches they have to do all kinds of ceremonial stuff there may be really specific items of clothing they need to get to play the role if we're going to have this sort of weird ceremonial stunt double position for the prime minister where we have this figurehead head of state who goes out and cuts ribbons and goes to events there's going to be a cost to that it's just a matter of how much should it be Right. Uh, Harry and Meghan chased through Manhattan for two hours. Robert, I'll start. Or not. Or not. I was chased all the way here, John. There was a car behind me. I was terrified for my life. Or it was traffic. Like, really? Yeah. Well, really? I mean, two hours in Manhattan. Right. Where did they go? Yeah, it's not I, that I, big get, an <laughs> I get Harry's a little jumpy if he sees a flashbulb, given the family history, okay? Yeah. So he's probably amping this up to 11 right away. But I just, these two, like, stop. Stop with your privacy tour. I don't understand. This is not going to play well for you. Okay, Amanda Galbraith, I'll turn to you on this one. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm of a similar mind, and I've taken a lot of abuse today via text from people saying, how dare you not be sensitive to Harry? I never even understood why his mother was being chased. You're in a car. Somebody's trying to photograph you. You don't have to speed up. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I think this is an example of where they're just, these two just, I had some sympathy for them, certainly, but, like, I'm just over it. Like, I think Robert's referenced the privacy tour. I don't know if anyone's seen the South Park piece where they talk so about the, the, whatever, the kingpin. We demand our privacy. We demand our privacy. Is they're, like, going on to interviews. It's like, y yes, I'm sure that was scary right people driving on sidewalks and all that kind of thing was it a two-hour chase through downtown manhattan that nobody seems to find any video of like i highly doubt it so this is where they go way above and beyond um what like they stretch the truth people don't believe them and it just really everyone questions their credibility so these two would do well to i think just go away for six months and not talk to anybody i don't want to see a video i don't want to read a book i don't want to listen to a podcast or hear about it like you just need to go away and let people miss you okay michelle carroll two hours driving in manhattan gets you to connect Etiquette. Yeah, I, I don't understand how they needed to do that. They must have driven by by countless police divisions, and they, they actually did pull up in front of one in order to switch into a yellow cab. Walk in the door of the division and say, we're having trouble getting home, we need an escort, boom, you're done. We had an interesting conversation uh, just a few minutes ago with uh, an urbanologist, effectively, about the future of the downtown. And Shelley Carroll, you're a perfect person to turn to on this. I was having a conversation with a mayoral candidate yesterday who was talking about the fact we need to reconcile ourselves to the fact it's never going to be what it was, so we need to figure out what the future is. This is what everyone's talking about. Uh, the Board of Trade is is studying this. Our own uh, Economic Development Corporation, Toronto Global, that, that certainly 
serves the whole region is is looking at this because we have business cores including the new big city of uh, Mississauga we have all these big business cores and suddenly there fi the five-day work week has disappeared and it doesn't feel like it's coming all the way back we might get back to four days a week but in the knowledge-based industries, which is the biggie in Toronto, it doesn't look like we're ever going back to a five-day work week. So if, if as leases come due, that's why it's not happening instantaneously, mm -hmm. as leases come due, everyone begins to shrink their footprint of their businesses. Does the, the, the big law firm that has four stories in the Scotia Centre, maybe they only need three, maybe they only need two, we're going to end up with all this empty real estate. And that's also commercial property tax dollars. Yes. And so cities are going to have to find new ways to sustain themselves. We're going to find ourselves back in that conversation about how do we tap into income? Because money's still being made, but differently. And businesses are still interested in Toronto, but they don't necessarily need to buy a building to come here and do business. And so with remote work, we may have to look at new ways to sustain this city more than we ever did before. The sales tax conversation needs to come back. One cent on the dollar may replace that commercial property tax um, something that 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 helps fund the change thank you all good to have you Robert Turner Amanda Galbraith and Shelley Carroll free for all round two coming your way at 845 right now it's time for the news